Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. I hope you're all well. It's still chaotic here. We're having a wall knocked down at home, well, and a fireplace taken out. And uh, the dust is everywhere. And that pretty much sums up how I'm feeling. So those of you that have uh, been with me for a while, you'll know that back in November, I closed my membership program. I stopped doing one-on-one readings, uh, just chucked a bomb at my entire business and work. And I still feel like the dust is settling. So very much like the worktops in my house, which I clean and then go back to and clean again and go back to and clean again. Still, the dust is settling even after all this time. And Spirit have been asking me to share that because 
I do like things to happen fast and things are happening fast, no doubt. But there's also this sense of I can't still be in that energy. I can't still have that lack of clarity. I can't still be in that space where I'm having to let go and surrender. And actually I am. And we're in, what are we? Well, five months now since they told me that I had to stop my membership program and still just trying to surrender and let go and understand what on earth is happening. So uh, if you're like me and it's been months and months and months, don't give up. We haven't been forgotten about. I think we're just a harder case to crack, <laughs> to get out of the way. Um, so uh, yeah, interesting. So today I wanted to talk to you all about valves. Now, uh, many of you will know that when spirit are working with me, when my spirit guides are working with me, they show me things in uh, very simple terms that my human brain can understand. And long may that continue, because sometimes when things get too complicated or complex, I just know that I don't know and I can't understand it. And it's almost like a computer with a wisp of smoke just floating up, uh, but it's coming out of my ears and my brain. So keep it simple, please spirit forever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and today we're going to talk about valves, which is something that spirit have very recently brought in to my understanding and my teaching. And at I think it's really helped my students. It's certainly helped me to make sense of how connection and mediumship works. So I want you to imagine now your aura that surrounds you and permeates through your physical self, a big egg-shaped bubble of energy all around you. And now I want you to imagine that big egg-shaped bubble of energy is actually comprised of millions of tiny little valves, loads of them, just like the ones you get in plumbing. <laughs> I hope there's no plumbers listening. There'll probably be, that's not a valve at all, Hannah. That's something completely different, but hopefully you know what I mean. Okay, now I want you to understand that how we receive energy is a direct response to which valves we have open and how they are open. Um, I will explain. So if you are working with the spirit world, for me, always, it's really important to understand the different frequencies of energy that you are working with. So for me, when I'm talking and different mediums have different interpretations of this, and I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong, this is just how I work. Um, we have psychic. Now, psychic is energy to energy reading. So it's me reading your energy. It's you reading my energy. It's me reading the energy of a crystal, a room, a person, a flower, anything, anything in this physical physicality, we can read psychically. But when I'm working psychically, I need people to understand that that isn't connection to spirit. 
It's connection to my spirit, which, of course, as we know, is as powerful as everybody else's, etc., etc. Yours is too. But really, it's I think it's more brain based psychic work. So it's you trying to understand and receive something from an object or a person or an animal or etc, etc. Then we have uh, the evidential stream. Now, to me, evidential communication is different to spirit communication. So evidential is still connecting to spirit, but you're setting in that sort of space of wanting to bring that evidence through, wanting to bring that information through. And that to me is a different kind of frequency to working with spirit guides where it's more of a conversation, more of a naturalness, more, there's less demand from you, let's put it that way. Um, so spirit guides bring in more of a philosophy, uh, more of teachings, more things that will apply to many people. And then when you've got evidential mediumship, you are trying to get information that somebody will understand about the spirit world. Does that make sense? I hope so. I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I've only had one coffee today. Maybe I should have had two before I did this. But that's how it works for me. So you've got psychic, which is me, me, myself, interpreting an energy. You've got evidential, which is me asking for proof of the continued existence of the human spirit. And then we've got the spirit guide frequency, which is also um, a great way where you can connect to your own loved ones because you can't do evidential on your own loved ones. It, you just get in the way too much. Um, but you can feel the presence of your loved ones and you can feel their love. That comes under that frequency, as does communicating with ascended masters and angels and things like that. And that, for me, are the three main sort of frequencies that we work in when we are doing mediumship. And that's really important to understand. I have watched mediums who don't understand which frequency they're in or indeed try and work in all of them. And bless their hearts, it becomes very confusing, very diffusing. They don't get a strong connection in anything. And let me explain that to you in terms of valves. So we are in control of our valves. We set our intention with our thoughts of what valves we want open and what valves we want closed. And if you imagine yourself, your energy as a liquid and you being completely full, completely full with this beautiful golden liquid light. If you've got all your valves open, then you're just it's just pouring out of you everywhere. Whereas if you've got just a few valves open, you have got control and you know where it's being sent and how you are receiving information and how it should work. So the first thing we have to think about is that valves are actually there to be controlled because they are there to help you set where you want to work. And for me, I don't go around in my head mentally turning valves. I just set my intention. I'm doing an evidential mediumship demonstration. I'm working psychically. I'm working with spirit guides. I'm working with angels. And that's enough. That controls your valves. Your valves are controlled always by your thoughts. So you've got all of that sort of bubbling away there. But also what you receive from spirit is also 
directly impacted by which valves you have open. And so when you're working with the spirit world and you're trying to communicate with the spirit world, it's very important not to limit yourself as much as possible with how you receive that information. So for example, when people come to work with me, they quite often love to tell me which Claire they are. So we have clairvoyance, which is seeing um, seeing spirit. We have clairaudience, which is hearing spirit. We have claircognizance, which is knowing spirit. We have clairgustance, which is tasting spirit, etc., etc., etc. And people love to know which Claire they are. Which Claire are you? How do you receive information? And what I want you guys to do who are listening to this is chuck the Claire's out. Don't become restricted. Don't become limited. Keep your valves open to receive from spirit in whichever way you can. So most of the time when I'm working with spirit, it's just a knowing. Um, When we're talking about clairvoyant and clairaudient, it's very, very 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 rare to meet anyone that actually hears spirit as a separate voice from their heads most people hear it as a voice in their heads normally their own voice because your brain is interpreting the energy into words not the spirit world the spirit world are energetic beings they are sending you an energy it's your brain that is understanding it um so that will be in your language. That's why so many of the spirits that come through me cuss, <laughs> because I have the vocabulary of an educated pirate. So there you go. So when you're working with valves, you can close your valves off with a thought. And this is where it becomes slightly more interesting and slightly more complicated because you control your valves. Spirit can't open your valves. Only you can. It's your free will and your choice. And so they will work with you in whatever way they can. And this is where it becomes interesting. So they are trying to get the information through to you that you need, or trying to get the information through you that your sitter needs, depending whether you're working for yourself on your connection or working with others. But they are completely limited by how you believe you work and how you believe you will receive. Which is why when you do things like go on a ghost hunt or all of that kind of thing, which as you know, if you've seen my TikToks, I just find utterly ridiculous. I find the term hunt particularly offensive. Um, We know that everybody in the spirit world is a spark of God, do we not? We know that we are a spark of God. Who are you hunting here? Who are you seeking to hunt? Anyway, get off my soapbox with that. But if you go on one of those, they are very uh, fear orientated. They're all about the spookies. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I love the spookies. As long as I've got somebody to come to the toilet with me afterwards and stay with me all night. And, uh, you know, I, I do get very scared very easily. But They are all about the spookies. And so if you go on one of those ghost hunts and you've got your valves open to, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. I wonder what I'm going to experience. And you're a bit fearful. You're opening up to experience spirit, but you're fearful. Spirit have no choice but to be received by you in that energy. They can't change it. 
So your valves absolutely control it all. And while spirit will try and show you in other ways that they are love and light, if you're sitting on a grave doing a Ouija board at midnight, you're not sitting in that for love and light, are you? You're sitting in that for the fear. And that's not spirit. But it doesn't mean that spirit aren't with you. And if you're opening up to try and receive them, you will receive them. But it will be through your filter of fear or anticipatory fear. Does that make sense? And it's a really interesting thing. So when you're working mediumistically, for example, when you're going to, when you're a student and you're starting to do readings for people, you can open and close your valves with how you feel about yourself and your abilities. So this is the great irony here, isn't it? If you don't believe in the spirit world, your valves are shut. So they might try and find another way to get them open so that you can receive them. But if you think it's a load of tosh, your valves are shut. Therefore, your experiences are limited. If you are a developing medium and you're nervous and you think to yourself or sometimes people say out loud, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm good enough. What happens to your valves then? You're closing them. You might still keep some open, but you won't have as many open as you could have. If you say, I don't see spirit, I only feel spirit, you've shut some of your valves. So you will only feel spirit. And this is the, I just think it's fascinating the way that they're showing this to me. I'm hoping I managed to put it into words the right way. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And because at this moment, I'm seeing it as pictures. <laughs> but tomorrow, I might hear it as words because that's how it goes. So when you're working mediumistically in whichever frequency you want to work in you have to keep the right valves open and the other ones closed there is no way you should go around with all your valves open because it becomes muddled it becomes confusing and you'll just be hemorrhaging energy but it's also about noticing where your resistance is and where your lack of self-belief is and opening those valves it's why one of the best pieces of work that I set students is call in a spirit, not someone connected to you, not when you're working with a sitter, and then ask to experience different elements of that spirit. So 
ask the spirit world, I want to experience somebody that dies of bowel cancer. And you will start to see how your valves receive that. And then I want to experience somebody that has a brain hemorrhage and you will see how your valves experience that. And of course, when you're stood in front of a room of people, it's very difficult to keep all of your valves open, which is why I always say at the beginning of all my demonstrations, the information is coming through my filter. They know what you want to hear, but it's getting it through me. Because in that moment of sheer panic <laughs> and, oh my goodness, I don't think I can do this, is the the opening and the closing of certain valves and as I relax into it more open and more open and when you get a sitter and you find that respondent and they're talking back to you again that helps different valves to open and it helps you to relax into it and it helps you stop trying to control it and then valves will naturally open to be able to give more information but your work as a developing medium is to start recognizing which valves you're closing. And lot of that is to do with limiting language that you're using, limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. I don't know if I can do this. I'm tired today. I don't think it's going to work. That kind of thing. So you have to kind of unpep talk yourself through to open the valves. As well as who am I to do this? That's always my one. Uh, complete imposter syndrome. Alongside opening up to be able to receive that information in as many different ways as possible. And the more that you practice that, the more that you will learn to open more and more valves and the more that you'll get comfortable with those valves and how they work. So it's all about trying to allow that flow of energy into you but recognising you can't sit there with all your valves closed saying, spirit, if you want me to do this, open my valves because you control them. So this is where they're asking us now to think about ourselves. And you will have heard me say this before. If you want to communicate with spirit, the journey is always the journey in, not the journey out it's the journey of self, it's understanding you. And so your work is actually about healing yourself, learning to love yourself, working on your self-belief, working on your limiting beliefs, taking time to rest, knowing that the less congested your energy is, the less blockages in the valves, the more you'll be able to receive. The more crap you've got going on in your life, the more, the more it doesn't matter how much you try and open the valves, they'll be blocked. And that's important to recognise too. If you don't feel comfortable or if you've got some stress going on in your life or your mind is elsewhere or you've just been too busy, you can block your valves and then you'll be trying to open them. But all of that energy is getting in the way. So this is a completely personal thing to you. And as you work with spirit and you start to understand yourself and you start to understand your connection, you will be able to recognize more and more when your valves are closed and when they're opened and which ones you need to open with intention and practice. So don't be afraid to ask the spirit world to help. And don't be afraid to ask them to give you a different experience so that you can learn from it.
And this has come up in one of my groups recently. And it's really reminded me of when I first started working with spirit, because I had my first guide, uh, Marani, that I knew by name, that I could see, that I could feel. And she was very loving and very nurturing. And she really brought in that feeling of safety. And then when, oh my goodness, I've forgotten her name. It's just disappeared out of my head. My second guide, Sophia, apologies, Sophia. When she came in, um, she had to show herself very differently to me so that I would recognize that it wasn't Marani. And so when I first started working with Sophia, she seemed really stern and really school teachery and really sort of frowny but she wasn't it was just so that I could feel the difference so that I would understand I was working with a different energy and that is one of the things that's really important to understand when you're working with spirit is if your valves are set to I'm not very comfortable here I don't feel safe I'm a bit worried about what I'm going to receive then by default what you will receive will feel like that it's an energetic match to the frequency that you're in. You're calling spirit in and then you're getting that feeling. Then that's on you. That's not on spirit. And it's really, really hard to navigate, especially when you get into a fearful energy. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story, but apologies if I have. I remember when I was uh, working with healing and... I was first starting opening up to, I'd just done my angelic Reiki. And when I was taught angelic Reiki, there was a lot of fear-based teaching in that course, which I don't teach because as you know, I don't believe there is anything to fear. And um, I was healing somebody in a group. It was a group healing session. And as I was healing, I looked over to the corner of the room and I saw, oh goodness, I forgot, the Egyptian dog god. I've forgotten his name, but you will know the one I mean. And it made me jump. And I started getting panicky. And I was connecting with him going, why are you here? Why are you here? What do you want? But I was only sending, I don't like this. I'm not comfortable. You look really spooky. Um, I'm spooked by this. So that was my valves only open to that frequency. Are you here to hurt or are you here to help? And as I sent that God that... That was all the energy that they could send back to me because it was through my filter. And in my mind's eye, they got bigger and their eyes started to glow. And then they became like a werewolf and it was really scary. And um, when the healing finished, I was a little bit of a blubbering wreck, if I'm honest. And my teacher was there and she sort of shook me and she said, snap out of it. They're the god of rebirth. They're who you want in a healing. What on earth are you doing bringing that fear into a healing space? That's absolutely ridiculous. And she was completely right. Um, and so if you had asked me in that moment, I'd have said, oh, my goodness, spirit is so scary. Why did no one protect me? What the hell is that? Why was he here? I didn't like it. But if you asked me now, I would say Anubis, that's his name. Sorry, everyone. I wish that Anubis would come for all my healings. What an amazing gift to bring. What an amazing, profound energy to work with. But of course, Anubis has never come back. Uh, maybe will one day, but 
spirit are manifesting in a different way because I had such a ridiculous human reaction to it. Oh. So this is what I mean. I don't believe that Anubis was there causing problems or causing harm. Absolutely not. I don't think there is anything that causes harm in the spirit world. But I do understand that my filter could only receive it that way. So if you've got yourself into a little bit of a I'm a bit spooked funk, that's okay. Good good grief, that's okay. Um, completely understandable. There's a lot of fear mongering out there. Um, if you believe in dolls with souls, please just take a moment. Just think about the intelligence of the spirit world for a moment, please, please, I beg you. But we've all got a journey to go on. We've all got to understand that most of us come to mediumship through um, our love of the spirit world. And for many of us, me included, that love of the spirit world, you know, if you're not in a church, where do you get it from? You get it from TV. What sells on TV? Fear. And so it's that balance always. Uh, people, the number one question that I get asked from people uh, when they come up and speak to me is, can you turn it off? Can you turn it off? Do they wake you up at night? Do they disturb your sleep? No, never. And the reason they don't disturb my sleep is because I don't have my valves open when I'm sleeping. I'm not seeking. If I wake up in the middle of the night and it's 3 a.m., I don't go, oh, something's woken me up. I go, oh, yippee, 3 a.m. I've still got three more hours sleep. And I roll back over and I go back to sleep. And so if you are seeking in 3 a.m., something woke me up, something woke me up. The spirit world are with us all the time. The spirit world are with me all the through the night, but my receipt, I'm not trying to receive it. And so it's really hard when you get into that mindset. And I've been there. This is no judgment. I know how this feels, but you have to try and work through it. So if you are in that kind of space where you're thinking, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable, I do suggest that you try working with a completely different frequency of energy. So if you've got a guide that you feel uncomfortable with at this time, ask to work with a different energy, ask to work with your guardian angel or a different guide and open your valves up to receiving love and receiving goodness. And if you are still spooked, connect to the spirit world on a sunny day in the middle of your garden in in the joy don't sit sit up at night when you turn off all the lights and you have one candle and you sit in the dark because i get spooked letting the dog out at night you've got to try and manage it until you get that confidence and that feeling and that connection to know that you are safe and know that they they will look after you i live opposite a graveyard and um, i used to hear ghosts and feel ghost spirit i don't really believe in ghosts in in that sense but that's because i was seeking oh i live opposite a graveyard i bet there's somebody there and of course spirit are everywhere some of us come back to this physical plane in our energetic bodies to walk around the places that we loved to see the houses that we loved the churches that we loved the spaces that we loved um, but when i was seeking that's exactly what i found and so it's always about control of that and understanding your part in that. And that really the spirit world is stuck because until you move past that, they can't let you receive it in any diff any other way. So 
Fill them with your eyes open if that makes you feel safer. Sit in, you know, do three o'clock in the afternoon um, and just connect into that love. Open your valves to love and you'll be amazed what you can receive. But it is, it's a fine line and it is really interesting, I think. So I hope this has all made sense. There's a lot of information here. Um, and I understand if you need to listen again, and if you've got questions, you know what you need to do. Uh, message me, podcast at hadamedium.co.uk, or record me a message, and then I can use your voice on the podcast. That would be exciting, wouldn't it? Um, and just look, always be questioning whether you're coming from fear or comfort with the spirit world, whether you're coming from mediumship or just wanting to feel your loved ones with you, how are your valves open and how are they closed? And really, our journey as mediums, developing mediums, is all about learning to open as many as we can in balance. So you don't want to be completely open, of course not, but you want to be open to receiving as many and as much different information as you can for your evidential mediumship or for your spirit guide readings as possible. So thank you again for listening. And um, one last plea. I know I'm always pleading this, but it makes such a difference. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, can you swipe up on my homepage on the Mediumship Matters on the Apple Podcasts and you'll find rate. And you can just tap it five stars. You don't have to write a comment unless you want to. But that really, really helps. If you're listening on Spotify, on my page again, Mediumship Matters, if you click the three dots at the top right hand corner, it then has rate this show and you can just leave me whatever stars, five would be great, <laughs> uh, you believe this deserves. And that will just really, really help me reach some more people and it takes seconds. So I'd really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for being on this journey with me and I will catch up with you again soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. 
These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.